You're listening to Inner Design, a podcast that transforms and heals through interior design from inside out. My name is Mitra Silva. Welcome to the show. Welcome, everyone. I'm super excited to have this podcast with Colin Carr, founder and CEO of Carr, which is the healthcare medical real estate experts. Hi, Colin. Welcome to Inner Design Podcast. Thank you so much for joining us. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Can you um, just give us a quick intro about yourself, about your company, about your role in, at, at CAR? Absolutely. So I am the founder and CEO of CAR. We are a commercial real estate firm that exclusively represents healthcare providers with the real estate. We don't do any landlord or seller work. It's only on the tenant and buyer side. So our only clients are physicians, dentists, veterinarians, et cetera. Uh, I've been doing commercial real estate personally for over 20 years now. Uh, I founded CAR about 13 years ago, and we are uh, coast to coast. We do transactions in all 50 states, and we have the, the privilege of representing a couple thousand healthcare providers each year with their real estate. That's awesome. I love um, specialty. As you know, like we're, we at Seymour, we do specialize in medical and I truly believe when you're super focused on um, one niche, you can really, really serve your clients, basically being more focused on your passion to serve better. So congrats mm-hmm. on that. It's really awesome. Yeah. Can you briefly share with us your background, which you already did it, but I just want to go into your why. Why pushed you to, you know, to create car? Like, what is that why behind your company? Yeah, absolutely. When I first got into commercial real estate, I represented a lot of large national retail companies. Like I did work for Walmart, um, Wendy's, Blockbuster, all these you know very well known retailers, and enjoyed what I did. Uh, later on, got into more office users, like working for attorneys, CPAs, and I just found that I loved working with healthcare providers. I mean, after a number of years of doing transactions, you know, when I would finish a deal the healthcare providers that I was working with were were so thankful for the investment of time of our expertise. And when you help a healthcare provider save a couple hundred thousand dollars on a lease, it's significant to them. Like it really means something to them. And so, you know, you go out there and save a couple million dollars for Walmart. And I mean, they just expect you to do that. That's part of your job. And so I just, I liked the the relational aspect of working with healthcare providers. Uh, I felt it was meaningful. And I just felt that I could have more impact and influence specializing in the niche of healthcare than in any other area that I'd worked in the past. And it just, you know, from a, from a self-gratification standpoint, it felt the best, but I also felt from an impact and influence perspective that I can move the needle more for a healthcare provider than I could any other type of transaction that I had worked with. And so I, I chose that to specialize in and, and we launched CAR in 2009. That's awesome. It's finding the, the, the pain point in the market and always trying to resolve that is, is usually create most amount of success. That's awesome. That's Absolutely. Awesome. So what is CAR's mission? Is it the mission to really maximize profitability through real estate or because I know we talked about this, but I want you to please elaborate and expand on that here in our podcast. 
Yeah, so that's exactly it. Our, our mission is to maximize profitability through real estate for healthcare providers. And that's a unique way of looking at commercial real estate if you're a healthcare provider. Most doctors or office managers, you know, look at real estate as kind of a necessary evil. You know, you, you've got to find a location, you've got to deal with a lease contract or a purchase contract. And, and most people want to get that process over as quickly as possible and go back to what they are good at, which is running a practice, you know, seeing patients, you know, handling the clinical side. But a lot of healthcare providers don't realize this. Real estate is typically the second highest expense for a practice behind payroll. If you do a, an average job with your lease or if you do a poor job with your lease, it can cost you several hundred thousand dollars over a five, seven, 10 year period of time. Mm -hmm. And so if you reverse that and say, if you capitalized on your real estate transaction and if it saved you a couple hundred thousand dollars, that's a significant amount of money that, that goes into your pocket as the owner that you don't have to, you know, produce excess amounts of money just to pay for mistakes. And so like, let me break that down for you. If you're in a 3000 foot space and you're overpaying by $3 per square foot, that's $9,000 per year that you're wasting that you could have avoided paying if you would have negotiated properly. Over 10 years, that's $90,000. If you don't get the proper tenant improvement allowance, when you sign a lease, and that, that doesn't matter whether it's a brand new lease or a lease renewal, you can leave tens or even $100,000 or more on the table for that as well. And then you get into concepts like free rent or build out periods, annual increases. If you don't capitalize on these terms, you can end up losing hundreds of thousands of dollars. And so most people would pay attention to even a couple thousand dollars. If you do your real estate properly, it can change your financial position, your financial statement by a significant Absolutely. amount of money. So mm -hmm. we just talk about the idea. Uh, there's a lot on the line and you want to get as much of that money as you possibly can. And if you do that, you will be more profitable. You'll be more successful and, and, and your net worth will increase because of that. Absolutely. Thank you. And what kind of practices do you usually work with? Anything healthcare. So on the physician side, any type of specialty or internal medicine, general practitioner, but derms, plastics, ortho, anything you can think of. Um, we do a lot of dental work. We do a lot of veterinary work, optometry, ophthalmology. So anything that's healthcare related, we handle. Awesome. I want to dive deeper because I want to give more clarity to our listener in order to know how to navigate through this world of leasing or purchasing, or like you said, one of the really top big piece into their entire practice, the expense payroll, sure. And then one of the other big one is that like the location, right? Like how much they pay for it. I just want to get, go deeper into that to, you know, give more clarity to our listener. So I'm just going to ask you some more deeper questions. One of them is, when is the right time to start the process of looking for a world-class space, right? Like we're talking about one of the top reasons that I wanted you to be on our podcast is because the information you shared is so valuable and you can't find this in the market. Like you hear from the building, you're here from the contractor, you're here from the other doctor's friend, but everyone knows what they've experienced but they're not expert. So that's positioning the, the doctors, the practice into the very ordinary way. What we're talking here is a world-class level and that's working with experts like Seymour, like Carr. So I just want to know what is that right timing to start a process of looking for the world-class space? 
Yeah, it's a great question. And it's, it's one where a lot of people uh, don't know the answer. And so they start at the wrong time or they start way too early mm-hmm. or too late. And it can cause problems on both sides. The, the proper time to look for a new space is around 12 months from your lease expiring if you're in an existing lease. If you are doing a brand new office, then you start as soon as you're ready. Uh, if you want to build a new building from the ground up and develop it, um, you want to start that process at 24 months. So mm-hmm. let me hit it one more time. If you're in a current space, in a current lease, you might want to renew your lease. You might want to relocate. It's a minimum 12 months in advance. If you are going to start your own practice or do a new location or a new office, you start that process as soon as you're ready. Um, but if there's any chance that you're going to build from the ground up, you're going to buy a piece of land, you're going to develop your own building, whether it's just for you or a larger one for other tenants or, or owners, that is a, a minimum 24 month process. And so if that's even a consideration of building, then, then you take that 12 month and then you speed it up even further and you start at 24 months. You don't want to end up in a place where you know, if you're at a current lease and you need to have that lease either renewed or relocated, in the next four or five months, you don't have enough time. Like you're mm-hmm. not going to have enough time to do that unless you go into a space that's already built out and don't spend any money on improvements, which that's very rarely a desirable scenario. So 12 to 24 months is really the right time frame. Great. And that means like if they don't know the right timing, they have to settle. And I think that's one of the, to me, is <laughs> one of the very painful points that you spend your life to create, to serve, to do all of that. And then you get into it because the space is a tangible representation of, you know, doctor's noble purpose. Like here's the space that I'm like serving you patient through my passion and then settling. I think it's, it's very unnecessary if, if like really being a high performer and like educate themselves ahead of time. So thank you. And, um, when does it make sense for a doctor to purchase a space versus leasing it? Yeah, purchasing can be a, a tremendous opportunity for a doctor to uh, not only uh, just control their future, uh, avoid having to deal with landlords and so forth, avoid having to renegotiate your lease every five or 10 years, um, but it's a phenomenal way to build wealth. Um, mm-hmm. Most of the time when people own commercial real estate, the commercial real estate is usually worth more than the actual practices, even for large practices. So one of the ways that we help clients decide whether it makes more sense to purchase versus lease is to look at the numbers. And, and you start asking questions like, number one, do you have the down payment you're going to need to buy this property? And if you don't have a down payment, then we're going to have to find a lender that can do 100% financing. And there are those lenders, but the, again, these are just criteria that you're looking at. So do you have the down payment that you need to get into this property? Another question is, are there any properties for sale in the area that you're looking in? Or would you have to settle for an inferior location or area? If you want to be in a specific area and there's no options for ownership, then the market shows for you. You might not have the ability to purchase. If you have to go to an inferior property or a less than desirable area to purchase, that's pretty obvious. You always go with the strongest location for your practice. The practice is what drives the process, not the real estate. Real estate is secondary to the practice. So if you have two locations and one location you're going to produce a couple hundred thousand dollars more in revenue per year because it's better, another one you're going to produce a couple hundred thousand dollars less, that's an easy decision. Go with the property that's going to be the, the most advantageous for your practice. But when you're looking at numbers, you're looking at, do I have the down payment? Can I afford the monthly payments uh, mm-hmm. each month? And then you want to factor things in like, what type of tax deductions will I get if I purchase? 
When you own commercial real estate, you get to depreciate the commercial real estate. You get to pick up additional tax deductions that you don't get when you're leasing. And so you might have a scenario where you run the numbers and at first you think maybe the purchase is too expensive, but once you factor in the tax deductions and the reductions you get there, and then you factor in the concept of principal pay down, every month you cut a check, a portion of that goes to pay down principal, which is basically building your net worth, increasing your balance sheet. Uh, or your personal financial statement, you might have a scenario where one option to to lease is five thousand, an option to purchase is ten thousand, but that ten thousand dollar number might actually drop down and be really close to that lease option once you factor in the benefits. So, all that to be said, you want to look at the numbers. If the, if the purchase is in a good location, if it's a, if it's a good building that you could see yourself in for maybe 10, 15, 20 years then you move on to the numbers and then you let the numbers dictate for you whether you can afford it, whether you want to afford it. And then and then you're going to know where you stand. If you want to sell it in five years, how much equity would you have in five years? If you want to sell it in 20 years and it's fully paid off, what is that going to look like for you? What's your exit strategy? And so those are all the questions that you're going through in the process of purchasing versus leasing. And a really good commercial real estate agent will help you navigate that to your benefit. Yeah, I think... One of the discussion we had before, you mentioned like it's expensive and it's a time investment for the doctor or medical practitioner to purchase as much as it's a very great investment usually, but it's like it has to be suitable for that specific case scenario, which I believe like understanding that is really, really important. If you think that the space would only fit your needs for three or four years or five mm-hmm. years, do not purchase it. it it's yeah. way too time consuming, way too expensive. Um, and you cannot get in and out of commercial properties like you can a house or an apartment. Um, so you want to make sure this is going to fit. That's your- a big point, right? Yeah. Because usually we all have one or another experience in like residential like experiences from construction, from like buying a house, but knowing this is a whole different ballgame. Right? Exactly. Yeah, exactly. But what would you recommend to a doctor, a nurse, or a medical practitioner who's approaching a lease renewal? Like I know you mentioned a little bit earlier, I was asking you, but is there anything else specifically for that lease renewal? Yeah. So let me run through the game plan of someone who has a lease renewal coming up. Mm -hmm. Um, So a minimum of 12 months prior to that lease expiring, you want to hire a commercial real estate agent to represent you in that negotiation. Uh, You do not want to be speaking to the landlord directly because the landlord is going to assume if they're talking to the tenant directly, they're going to assume that that tenant is not serious about moving. Okay. And what you need to do is I know healthcare providers are busy running their practice. They don't have a lot of extra time. You've got to stop and just take a little bit of time and hire someone to help you in the process. Because if you don't, you probably will lose a hundred or $200,000 in the deal, believe it or not. Can I pause you here? It's the importance, honestly. And we hear that all the time like the pain point that our clients went through before they came to us, the importance of having a representative. Don't try to do it yourself. People just listen to Colin. Sorry, yeah, I, mean, I mean, just think about, you know, how would, how would Amazon or how would Chipotle or Starbucks or how would, you know, how would a large retailer handle their lease renewal? You know, they would have an expert agent either in internally, they might have an internal real estate team, or they would hire a broker on the outside. That person would be handling all the conversations for them. They would not let just some random person handle that conversation with a savvy landlord that negotiates professionally for a living. And so that's the difference. When a landlord calls or contacts a healthcare provider and says, your lease is coming up, what do you want to do? 
if that tenant starts engaging the landlord, the landlord knows they're not serious. They're not serious about moving. And if they're not serious about moving, the landlord has no motivation to give them an aggressive lease rate. They have no motivation to give them, you know, legitimate concessions like, you know, improving their space or a build out allowance or free rent or lowering their lease rate. There's no reason to do that because the landlord is going to assume at that point that a tenant is going to stay. They're not going to move. If they were serious about moving, they'd have a broker who would be handling the process for them. And so let me give you two, I'm going to run through two scenarios right now. One scenario is the landlord calls the tenant and says, hey, your lease is coming up for renewal. What do you want to do? And the tenant says, well, I don't know. You know, why don't you send me a proposal and I'll take a look at it. That response says, I don't know what I'm doing. I don't have representation. I'm probably going to take whatever you give me. That's, that's one way of doing it. That's a bad way of doing it. Big mistake. Yeah. Another scenario would be 12 months before your lease expires, you hire an expert representative that only works in healthcare, only works on your behalf, no conflicts of interest. And can we add this is free for them? Like exactly. It is free. They don't pay anything is the landlord has to pay for it. Right. Like it don't, it doesn't cost them anything. Zero. So just like, just like residential real estate, the the buyer's agent gets paid by the seller. It's Mm -hmm. it's a set amount of money already, already predetermined. It's already there. And it's going to get paid or, or kept by the landlord or their broker, it's not going to get paid back to you. So mm-hmm. it doesn't cost you anything to handle or to hire representation. It's a free service to you as a tenant or buyer. Mm-hmm. So 12 months before your lease expires, you hire a broker, they go to the market, they find three or four legitimate options for you. They negotiate with those other landlords or sellers, and they can tell you exactly what your other options are. What would it cost to move? What would it cost to purchase? Um, what, what are comparable lease rates in the area? And so, you know, you know, unequivocally if it's a good deal or a bad deal with your current landlord. And then that broker goes to your landlord and says, listen, prior to me calling you, Mr. or Mrs. Landlord, I've been working with Dr. So-and-so we've got four or five other options ready to go. We would consider a lease renewal, but it's going to have to be at terms that make sense compared to your, your competing properties. And then your broker dictates what those terms are. Your broker says, this is the lease rate we need. This is the free rent we need. This is how much money we would expect because this is how much money we can get at other properties. And they're making an informed uh, start to the negotiation. So the idea of saying, well, send me an offer, that says you don't know what you're doing. When your broker sends an offer to the landlord with specific terms, it signals to the landlord very clearly that you know what you're doing, that you're not going to be taken advantage of. You're not going to accept a deal that's inferior compared to four or five other properties in the area because you've already you've already done your due diligence. So approaching a lease renewal by asking for proposal or saying you're not sure what you're going to do, those signal to the landlord that you are a prime candidate to get taken advantage of. Whereas if you have a broker handling it for you, that signals to the landlord that you're serious about getting the best terms possible and you're going to work very hard not to be taken advantage of. Thank you. And just that's being a high performer as a medical practitioner, just knowing what resources. And that's why exactly why I wanted to do this podcast, because once you, if you're listening to this, once you get exposed to this, you can never go back. Like this is like, no, this is the right way. And it's going to save a lot of time, energy, and money. So what are the resources you can offer to medical practitioners looking for space? 
Yeah, we, we can offer quite a few things. Um, number one, uh, all the due diligence and all of the evaluation concepts uh, that are performed upfront, we handle. So we start with concepts like you know demographics, you know annual household mm-hmm. incomes, um, population bases. You know, how many how many people in a specific area have the ability to come see you within a one mile, three mile, five mile radius? Uh, we get into concepts like uh, insurance providers. You know, what percentage of people have certain types of insurance in an area? That's a very unique study. Um, we can get into concepts like competition studies. How many competitors do you have in a certain vicinity? How close would they be? And then you can try to figure out, do they have better location than you, better access? Or can you find some unique differentiator uh, between where you would go versus where they are currently? So all the due diligence concepts up front, mm-hmm. and then we get into concepts like site selection. You know, we go out there and we help find every property that fits the requirement. And then we narrow those options down to the top five or six properties. We tour those top properties. You as the doctor or the office manager or the, the group that we're working with, you then pick your top three or four properties. And then we negotiate simultaneously and go three or four rounds of negotiations with three or four landlords. And at the end of that process, you are gonna know unequivocally that you saw every option available to, you didn't miss you didn't miss any property that would have been a better fit. You saw all the best properties. And then you're gonna know that you didn't leave any money on the table. You're not gonna wonder if you should have negotiated harder or further. It's gonna already have been completed for you with you in the process. And you're gonna know when you choose that final property in the terms that you got the best property that fits your requirement and that you receive the most favorable terms possible in that current state of the market. And that's gonna give you uh, a tremendous amount of peace of mind. That's a lot of values, you know, giving like that crystal clear path what's ahead. Yeah, nobody wants to wonder every night when they put their head down on their pillow. No one wants to think for the next 10 years, I wonder if I'm overpaying. I wonder if I should be in a different property. I wonder if I should have negotiated more aggressively. Mm-hmm. Like nobody wants to have those those questions looming over themselves. And so if you can get the information and then make a factual decision, it gives you the peace of mind to say, you know what, I did the best I could with what I had. And then you don't have to worry about that or focus on it for the next 10 years. You go about your business. That's Super valuable. Thank you. So what are the challenges you face when you're looking for their dream space? Yeah, you know, there, there's always a give and take. I mean, um, if you want to be in the nicest property possible, it's probably going to cost more. And so it, it, this is where you can get some similarities. There's not a lot of similarities to residential real estate, um, but there can be in commercial in different areas. If you want the nicest property, it's probably going to cost more. What size space can you afford now versus what might you be able to afford in 10 years from now? You, you might have to you'll find a healthy balance of maybe not getting as much space as you wish you could have, but you got to have enough space that you don't run out of space in the first few years. So uh, you can also run into uh, issues like just inventory. In some markets, there's not a lot of options that fit people's requirements. I mean, Mm -hmm. you could be in one market. I could be looking at properties in uh, Chicago and I might be in a certain suburb and there might be five or six properties that are really ideal. And I could go north an hour and a half, two hours up into Milwaukee. I might be in a certain area where there's literally no properties available that fit your requirement. Yeah, yeah, some of our clients who are in Beverly Hills or New York in Manhattan, they have like that challenge. Like we see it all the time. Like the, the amount of inventory that they have available to them, it's pretty low. 
Yeah. Yeah. So it, sometimes you have to, you have to be patient and wait for the right property to come available. Or other times you have to just realize that, that if you have a lease coming up for renewal and you need a new space, you might have to work with what's available. You might not be able to get everything on your wish list on the outside of the property. If they're working with you guys, they can get everything they want on the inside. <laughs> but sometimes <laughs> the outside of the property, you, you can't always change it. You can't just move the building from one area to another. So you just have to do the best you can with what's available. And then, um, and then the next thing is just do the best you can on the inside of the space. Absolutely. Absolutely. So can you tell me the process of working with car agents? Absolutely. So people will contact us. One of the best ways to do that is to go to our website. It's car.us. You can click in the upper right-hand corner to find an agent. And once you start that process of reaching out to an agent that's in your area, they will sit down with you in person or over the phone, whatever your preference. But they're going to go through a very detailed requirement list as far as what are you looking for? What are you hoping to achieve? And it's not just the real estate. It's, it's what type of a practice do you want to have? What is your staff looking for in a place of employment? What are your patients looking for? We go through all these different questions and then you know leasing, purchasing, office versus retail, uh, all these different valuations. You know, when is your current lease expiring or what's your time frame? Do you need help with financing? We, we go through all these details and then we will then go to the market, do a significant amount of due diligence and research on the properties that fit your fit your needs, pre-qualify landlords, pre-tour the properties. And then when we actually take the client out and then actually go and show them the top options, they're only looking at the top properties. We're not going to waste their time looking at properties that are not going to be a fit. We're going to only show them the best properties. And then we're going to help educate them along the way. This is what you can expect in the process. This is when you need to get attorneys involved, or this is when you need to get an equipment supplier involved. And we help them start preparing for the different phases of the deal and try to hold their hand with as much as we possibly can. Awesome. And then ultimately we pick the top properties, we negotiate, and then usually it's between three or four properties and then they're going to choose the top property to move forward with. I love it because your company has such a like step-by-step process, like Seymour, like one, two, three, four, like let's go through it. And it's, that makes, you know, doing the work and being in such a expert in a niche market, that's the value I believe we can bring to our clients and really like they can rely on us. And I love, I love how you see that because we know this is the proven process. It's simple, it's easy, and it gives you the result. Yeah. Most commercial real estate agents just want a client to to find the property, pick one property, submit an offer, and they want to try to just jam the deal through. And and we just, we have a very intentional approach at making sure it's the right property, the due diligence. Mm -hmm. And we're also holding their hand through the whole thing because uh, it can be, it can be a little daunting for someone as a healthcare provider to do their own transaction by themselves. And there's a lot of money on the line. Like you, you don't want to make a mistake and, and lose $200,000 because you chose the wrong property or you didn't negotiate aggressively enough. And also like really, I know we talked about this before, like being able to make the right decision, not necessarily making decision from the place of being emotional, being overwhelmed. I know like when our clients come to us, they're extremely overwhelmed. Like, where do I start? How long is it going to take? How much is it going to cost? Like, all of these are the questions I know is spinning in any medical practitioner's head because they're already dealing with a lot of things internally with their own practice, serving the patients, running the team, running the practice. So it's like, I know, like you mentioned that before. Can you elaborate a little bit on that part too? 
Yeah. I mean, you've got to have the right team in place. I mean, you got to have a good real estate broker. You've got to have a really good real estate attorney. I mean, the real estate broker is not going to be reviewing your legal documents no differently than the real estate attorney should not be, you know, driving around looking at spaces. When it comes to lending, I mean, there's a huge difference between lenders that focus on healthcare and then just a generic bank down the street. Um, having a good CPA that understands all the different ways to get accelerated depreciation or to get additional write-offs. I mean, if you do it properly with a good CPA, I mean, that, that could change your tax situation by tens or hundreds of thousands of dollars over a five-year period of time as well. Just having the right team in place is so imperative. And it starts with design, it starts with real estate, it starts with financing. There, there's so many pieces to the puzzle and it's like a chain. If you have a weak link, the chain breaks. If you have a great set of people in place that like working with each other, that trust each other, um, mm-hmm. that's gonna make the process so much smoother. Absolutely, well said. Before we go to closing part, is there anything else you wanna to add to this? Yeah, I would just stamp that last statement with, with a little bit a different twist on it, which is, you get what you pay for. I mean, thankfully in commercial real estate, you don't have to pay for your real estate agent, but if you're looking for the best design, you want to pay for the the best person you could possibly get. When it comes to equipment or technology, if you have cheap furniture, cheap equipment, cheap technology, that's going to impact your practice. When it comes to attorneys, like you don't want the cheapest attorney, you want the best attorney. And so Mm -hmm. a lot of people are, are just shopping price or what's the, what's the lowest cost? Like that's not how we do our clothes. Like that's not how we do our cars. That's not how we do our houses. So Again, if you're talking about buying a paper plate, like sure, give me the lowest price possible. If you're talking about designing a world-class space or or finding the best property that you're going to occupy for the next 20 years, you're going to get what you pay for. And so you want to find the best partners. They're going to offer you the, the best value. And if you do that, you're going to end up with a superior product. And being intentional. And I and I and I talk about this a lot in in to my webinar or content or our, our social media that really they will spend the money regardless. There's industry standard to get the place, design it, renovate it, to go to the finish line. But how wisely and how intentionally they go about it is the question. That's the really, really important key. So Colin, what's next for CAR? We just want to help more healthcare providers. We are in uh, a lot of markets, a lot of cities, a lot of states across the country, but we just, we want to keep helping more people. You know, we get, we get calls and we get contacted honestly on a daily basis, multiple times a day for us to help people in different markets across the country. So we want to be in more markets, more states. We want to have more agents to help more people. And uh, really it's just, we want to serve faithfully. We want to help people that help people. And we want to level the playing field for the doctors against these professional landlords that negotiate for a living. Yeah. And we do it with respect. We do it with dignity, but we want to, we want to help doctors not get taken advantage of so that they can provide the best care uh, to their patients and their communities. Absolutely. So beautiful. Thank you. And where can our followers, our listeners find you? Um, the best way to uh, follow us or get a hold of us is our website. And that is car.us. So C-A-R-R.us. Um, on our website, uh, we have all the social channels. So you can, you can follow us that way, but we've got a, a, a tremendous amount of resources on our website 
for not only finding an agent and starting that conversation, but um, we offer we offer free lease evaluations, free purchase evaluations. If you've ever wanted to know how your current lease stacks up compared to the market, um, we'll do a detailed analysis for you. If you want to know what it would cost you to own your own property, we'll we'll do the analysis for you for your specific market for your area, and we can help prepare you for the future. Whether you're going to buy property uh, in, in a month, in a year, in 10 years or never, we'll give you the information that you need so that you know what it would take to own real estate. And then also we've just got just so many other resources. We've got hundreds of videos, FAQs, glossary. If you want to get educated on commercial real estate, we can do that for you. If you don't want to get educated and just want to hire someone to do it for you, we'll help you either way. That's awesome. Thank you so much. I personally enjoyed you know, just learning and going deep into that because I know how much like personally I can pass this on to our team and like learning more and more to help our clients. But I'm sure our listeners um, learn a ton too. Thank you so much. And um, hope you guys like find a lot of values on this uh, episode. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Keep empowered and continue to transform your inner design. Thank you for tuning in.